Hello, I'm Dave. I'm the guy that's putting all this stuff together. In GBA 25, I got better acquainted with Chris. We were walking around the streets of Brixton. This GBA Extra is another part of that conversation where me and Chris talked about the UK Uncut demonstrations that took place on the March for the Alternative on the 26th of March 2011. Last Wednesday, in GBA 31, I spoke to Jed about that day. Myself and Jed had both had very different experiences of that march and the demonstrations that happened around that march. Chris was a legal observer at that march on behalf of Green and Black Cross. And he has, a again, another perspective on it. So I thought that this would be a good week to put this extra out. I hope you enjoy it. I need to get better. Please make me better. I want to get better, better, better acquainted with you. The last thing, I guess, on my list of things, we've gone into some other areas, but uh, and they've been interesting too. The last sort of area on my list of things that I thought it might be interesting to talk to you about, Chris, is um, the being a legal observer at the recent ah, march. Something very specific to them. Activity, I like it. Yeah. It's a nice, it's a nice balance of factors you got in. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. At the um, TUC Plus demo on the 26th. That's right, the March um, for the Alternative, the Occupy for the Alternative. Was, Occupy was for under, the Alternative was UK Uncut. Yeah. Which I was, to declare an interest, I was at the Occupy for Alternative. We know, well, we now realise that we were lucky in that we, we were separated from the people who went to Fortnum by the police and we ended up marching with the black block by accident. Very good, very good. And we left them when we realised to look round and we went, hang on, everybody around us is in black clothes and balaclavas. And it was me, my dad, who's 87, and Jen, and we're like, we look out of place. Um, It's about diversity. There's no such thing as a bad protest. Well, I I agree. I agree with that to a certain extent, but we realised that it was not a good situation for my dad to be in yeah. not that going into Fortnum and Masons would have been much better actually for my dad to be in well, I may have decided not to when have bought some chocolates well yeah but actually I don't know I, w- I wonder if it would have helped their cause a little bit to have had an 87 year old in there with them well I mean to be honest their cause was uh, was not harmed by the people who were in Fortnum so they were absolutely the total of the reports that I have seen and things I have heard suggest it was all very very nice, and they knocked things over and then picked them up. It was, it was a by accident, and then picked them up and uh, put them back on the display. They yeah, were very very pleasant. That's occupiers. that's what I've heard too, and I'm I'm you know I'm a big believer in the ethos of UK Uncut, and not necessarily a believer that it will succeed. <laughs> I don't think that you, anyone can really knock anything they've done so far. DIY protest all the way. So anyway, to declare an interest, I was at the march and the and the occupation. Chris was. There too, but not, not as, supp- not as a protest. So, what were you doing, Chris? I was there as a legal observer, which is an independent role. I was not legal observing with Liberty, which is not an independent role. I was legal observing with an organisation called Green and Black Cross, which essentially exists to somewhat redress the balance between protesters and people who are anti-protesters, namely the police. There is 
group of people who want to protest, and then there is your group of people who want to basically stop them protesting, particularly when anything strays beyond the fairly narrowly confined realm of legal protest, or clearly blatantly legal protest, you're sort of standing around and saying things that are not illegal things to say, because there's also those, of course, into things like occupations. I was not actually legally observing on the march. I, I ended up mostly at the sites of various occupations. I spent quite a lot of time at Fortnum and Mason's. And what's your question? What's the point of it? What's the point of it? What was the experience like? The point of it is to make protest easier. Basically facilitate protest, help people not be put off protest by a bad experience. So you've got a teenager who's gone along to their first ever political activity at Fortnum's, for example, or on the day of the march and they've ended up, because they've read about UK Uncut, they've thought this UK Uncut thing's bang on. Uh, I'm going to go and take part and then they end up being assured they're not going to be arrested then arrested and then told they're going to be charged with criminal damage and aggravated trespass and they're generally quite scared and this is not how they saw things going. This is not the only case study by any means and of course you don't have to be 15 year old in tears to be worthy of support from protest support groups battle hardened and the, the battle new and it's to say to them look you have these rights in this situation of having been arrested or in other interactions with the police stop and search for example these are these are things that the law allows the police to do but these are things that it doesn't and they'll try and do anyway probably one of the main problems is that people who are particularly new to protest get very poor legal support primarily from duty solicitor who would be at the police station yeah so a big part of supporting this is to encourage people to use lawyers who are going to properly support them and give them good legal representation rather than the people at the police station if you're going out on an occupation you should definitely do as i did write down the numbers of green and black who will help you if you do get arrested on your body ideally because it's hard for them to take your arm off you yeah. But, oh, you know, at least have it on your BlackBerry or your mobile phone or whatever. Or have a bus card if you are arrested today, etc. If you yeah. are stopped and searched today. There's a lot of them giving um, out on the march. The part of it is about use, use a good solicitor. It's about support in the individual case. It's about support in the much, for me, I'm talking, it's about support in the much broader sense of uh, to not accept unquestioningly how you have to protest. You apply for a licence and then do exactly what it says on that license and follow this route and stand there and say this but don't say that and also, or don't say that. What did you do on the day? What was it actually like? We go to places where there may be um, confrontations between police and protest and we're monitoring whether the police stay within legal boundaries that are granted to them because contrary to what many think uh, they're also subject to legal restrictions on how they can act and so we for one end of things just observe and make notes and there were a couple of violent arrests that I took quite extensive notes on and if those people come forward and wish to pursue a complaint then this would I spent as I said quite a lot of time at Fortnite 
particularly once Piccadilly had been kind of cleared, the process was being pushed up and the legal observers and the press were being sort of pushed up with it. I will comment a minute on the relationship between the legal observers and the police. I find that quite interesting. So I was there and hanging out at Piccadilly for a while and sort of thinking there's nothing happening here. Went back to Fortnum and Masons after a while. People were being arrested and taken off to police stations, so talking to them, making sure that they had a number of a good solicitor and that they knew the basics of what could be demanded of how Greenback suggest people should act in cases of arrest in order to protect themselves and at a much broader level protect and protest. You were at some personal risk, weren't you, in terms of... I've seen footage of the Fortnum arrests where one person claims at least to be a legal observer as they're being arrested. Yeah, well, he was. The risk of arrest particularly in a situation like that where it's a spurious arrest on political grounds, essentially. I wouldn't worry about that too much. Otherwise, it's just the risk of being on a protest where you have to be somewhat near the police when they're doing their their bashing and thugging because uh, otherwise you can't record it. Although, are you more protected than a protester in that, as you said, there's some kind of relationship? I wouldn't say there's much of a relation. We are not a sort of recognised entity. We don't have formal status. We're not there as protesters or activists. As it was put to me by one officer, we basically don't pose a threat. There's no chance that we're going to start throwing things or storming things or this kind of thing. That's not activity we will be involved in. And that recognition gives a certain amount of freedom of uh, movement, including behind and through police lines. As in, we were able to be with the press in various cases. So all people who were a threat wanting to make their voice heard, as it was described to me, are on the protesters' side, pretty much. And we are not necessarily put there. And that gives us the ability to talk to officers about what law is being used for. They also know, surely, that because you are working, at least with an organisation behind you that is legally aware, that you cannot be necessarily treated like some kind of person who doesn't really know what's going on who wants to carry out actions like UK Uncuts which are peaceful actions that are uh, designed just to highlight I think think more to the point we're not there to carry out actions of any kind yeah so there's one distinction Um, but the other distinction possibly that you were getting at is that we can't be as easily fobbed off with misinformation misinformation and uh kind of argument from authority which is what happens quite a lot everybody always sort of dismisses UK Uncut as a very middle class organisation mm-hmm. and uh, I kind of you can't completely argue with that that statement although that's not fair either it's people with information and motivation and people with information possibly more likely to be middle class well, motivation yeah. I think comes from present in the people who but I think you could also say in a way I thought when I was at the occupations that people who are middle class who believe in the law and what right and wrong are in some ways much more at risk in protest situations to someone who has an instinctive distrust of the police because people who have distrusted the police will stay will stay back will ex- will, will expect to be mistreated whereas those middle class protesters didn't necessarily all some of them did of course expected the law to be followed yeah they expected to be treated fairly yeah. and they were not but um, then <laughs> the argument is that no, often generally people are not 
which is obviously my personal opinion. <laughs> sure. What oh, would... Sorry. Well, I was going to say, what would you say is the difference between Liberty and Green and Black? There is plenty written on this that's, that's not coming off the top of someone's head and is, is very clearly argued. Indeed. Um, and I think uh, everyone has to accept that with all up, of the conversation. Look, look that up. Well, particularly when you're being asked to comment on something that has been written about very well. And specific, um, very, very recent as well. Very recently. There's a civil rights organisation taking a thoroughly equivocal, on the one hand, on the other hand, approach to protest and to protecting protesters from police actions that are beyond the law. I think you lose quite a lot of credibility and you are a threat to people's participation in protest. I speak for myself here. Yeah. You're also perpetuating the idea that there are good protesters and bad protesters, which was one that was pushed quite heavily by the TUC as well, who felt that their march was hijacked because obviously if they're having a march then they're the only ones who have a right to uh, do anything on that day that is of a protesting nature. Liberty make this distinction that okay, these people are more worthy of protection against police intimidation, misinformation, violence than these people. And I, I think that's wrong. I, I disagree with them. You know, with the caveat that obviously if you've got distressed, naive new protester and someone who has done this a lot before and is not phased by it, you, you, you would... Uh, put your attention more towards the person who's in the more difficult situation. Um, yeah. But that's not that's not the uh, distinction that Liberty is making. They're making a kind of prima facie distinction. They were and I, I base that on their public statement, um, or was it a leaked statement? I'm not sure. Um, but their statement about the minority of troublemakers, or however they put it, it was clearly implied that they are not the people who Liberty is interested in protecting rights of. I mean, the arrangement whereby you get someone in the police control room to monitor what the kind of highest end police decision making looks like yeah. is on the face of it arguably quite desirable that puts someone in a room where some decisions will be being made or implemented who can watch them from a perspective that they wouldn't otherwise be watched from there's of course questions about I, I don't know how it was organised even physically which places were they which decisions and who were they you know were they were they there when decisions were made or just when they were communicated etc and of course then there's policing on the ground and the difference between that and control room decisions which the police themselves have or some police police federation the police officers union essentially have made some serious complaints after november and december that um that they were being given very imprecise instructions from above so you know the relationship between the control room and uh and the ground is is not a kind of straightforward one. And there's some um, question, I think, about like, being embedded. If you're embedded within the police force and you're seeing the decisions only from their side, yep. it's quite hard to see... You know, you can hear something I in a control room sounds really reasonable, but yeah, you didn't see it. That's so certainly you don't know true. Um, I would I could charitably say that I would trust them more or less to be able to uh, see through what may appear to be propaganda or may not appear to be propaganda or lies the the other part of the kind of formal arrangement they have which is very worrying is that i hear their notebooks are handed over to the police after the protest or copies thereof i don't know but basically their notes are made available to the police as part of the deal if you combine that with the fact that they were observed by others taking notes on what protesters were doing rather than on what police were doing you have a situation where suddenly the civil rights organization 
has the role of monitoring the activities of protesters on behalf of the police. That's yeah. what evidence gathering teams are for. That's what FIT would try and do. I don't. I, I mean, that's that beggars belief, really, to me. Um, when, one thing I thought was interesting when you were saying about liberty making the distinction between acceptable protest and unacceptable protest is that that's one of the things that UK Uncut have been massively criticised for not condemning the, the actions of the Black Bloc and other, and other people on the day. And they, their statement is that we don't, it's not our position, we, cannot, we can only speak for ourselves, we can't criticise anybody else. And that's one of the things that they keep getting the most criticism for, that they won't, won't make those distinctions. Do you think that that, that will harm their case? I think their, their case, um, if you take their case to mean how, uh, how well accepted they are by the majority of people in the country, for example, yeah. it's not going to be based on evidence unless there's very, very strong evidence against them. Because the people who communicate this kind of opinion-forming information generally your mainstream media if you're talking about the whole country just media based the media will take their decision as to what their view on this group is they'll either ignore them if they haven't got anything dirty on them they'll they'll kind of push away potential things that would alienate normal people from the movement or if there's something to grab hold of and go look they're a bunch of nasty uh, evil people then they'll grab hold of that I don't think I don't think that is particularly within the control of UK Uncut no. I think I think a no comment policy on things like the Black Bloc is probably sensible because they sort of can't win if they condemn the Black Bloc then they're making divisions and then there's questions about well what you're doing is sort of bordering even even if this is not true it can be kind of forcefully argued by a manipulative media that what they're doing is bordering on the same kind of tactics and you should you know, now that you've been infiltrated by the back block, which is probably massively infiltrated by the police, you are kind of the same as them and you are hypocrites for condemning them on the one hand and acting like them on the other cool. hand. I don't um, think these things are decided by uh, the actions of the people involved. Basically. Well that's an interesting point and I, I, having been one of the people involved I certainly felt afterwards that whilst the actions and the occupations had been thoroughly positive and uplifting the representation of them in the press was surprising and uh it's interesting you make this point about the um the the uh, the bulk of people involved in UK and Cup being middle class people because yeah. this is a stick that's used to beat them by them. Yeah, yeah. by the tabloid media especially people with nothing better to do because they don't have to get their hands dirty with jobs and other products like that um, well the, uh, the, the Tesco riots in Bristol keep were kept being referred to in by Guardian commenters uh, as trustafarians which whilst it's a funny word it belies the fact that they had a completely just in my opinion cause well yeah do you believe in local democracy or don't you yeah and if the local people are all trustafarians, then they get the right to make the decisions. Yeah. We're now um, in Brixton Market, uh, the farmers' market. Speaking of local localism, Chris is buying some onions. So, just yeah, to wrap up the that that strand of the conversation. Yeah. Just to make it clear to people, I guess, what UK Uncut are if they are interested or not uh, in sort of getting involved with them 
they are just an organisation that links the tax avoidance of rich corporations with the money that could be not cut from public services. So, you know, they say, well, if this company paid their tax fairly, then we wouldn't have to close down this many libraries. As mentioned on Wednesday's show, it's sad for me to say the first of the trials of the Fortnum 145 has happened. And in that trial, the first 10 of those people who were at the Fortnum and Masons on behalf of UK Uncut on the day of the March rally were found to be guilty by the court of committing aggravated trespass. You can find them online at fortnum145.org if you want to read about that and find out what's going on there. You can also find UK Uncut at ukuncut.org.uk. This isn't a political programme, although the nature of it being about people is that you get to know what people's politics are and no doubt you've got to know what my politics are but I don't want to push you into agreeing with me have a look at those sites have a read around and I think that you can make your own decision make your mind up based on what you see just like I do all I would say is that there was a great spirit of hope amongst the people at that big march that there was a possibility of changing something and I thought afterwards oh you know oh no it's all over the media are presenting it this way and some of my friends have had this experience and it's it's just not it's just not taking off but then you know that was back in late March and April and I'm talking to you now from November and here in November we've got the Occupy London Stock Exchange outside St Paul's and that was started by Occupy Wall Street over in America and all the other Occupy movements all around the globe I don't know if it's going to make any difference. I hope it does. I hope that we can have an alternative at some point. Now, I don't care if people think I'm naive. I think I'm probably a bit naive having said that out loud. But, you know, you got to have a bit of hope when you can't really be a human being. We're all cursed with it. So, you know, that's the thing I hope for. Goodbye. I consulted with Chris about this GBA Extra and he emailed me the following statement. From the student protest last year, from March the 26th and other challenges to the neoliberal austerity programme, People have been going to prison on absurd public order charges. Witnesses can make the difference between freedom and prison, and you may be a witness. So here's a quick call-up. If you saw any arrests at the protests this year, on the student demo just passed on November the 9th, 
or if you see any arrests during the upcoming strike next Wednesday, November the 30th, please contact GBC. You can reach them on 079 465 or you can email them at gbclegal at riseup.net. Our website is greenandblackcross.org. If you would like to train as a legal observer, there's training happening tomorrow, Saturday, November the 26th, 1 till 5.30pm. It's happening at the Bank of Ideas, the repossessed bank building in Sun Street, Hackney. You can find Getting Better Acquainted on Twitter, at GBA Podcast. You can find it on Facebook, it's Getting Better Acquainted. Have a search on Facebook and like it. Or you can find it on the website www.gettingbetteracquainted.co.uk You can also subscribe by searching on iTunes and subscribing to us that way. There are lots of ways to get better acquainted.